Welcome to the Breaking Ballard Podcast, everyone. After a long hiatus, we're back. We're back to talk about everything Leafs that includes, you know, Mitch Marner, future captain. Um, apparently, this team lacks playoff <laughs> toughness. Kyle Dubas isn't scared of offer sheets, which, I mean, what else is he supposed to say? Oh, and uh, the reason why they're slumping is it's William Nylander's fault. That spoiled yeah. brat took the money, and now this team, they just can't function because he's here. And, See, Tom, and Tom Sestito's. He's he's, uh, he's going to be on Matthew's line in a week. <laughs> <laughs> See, what it is is that the way you build a proper NHL roster is all about the feng shui. You know, how you align things perfectly to get the proper energy. So adding Nylander ruined that. And that's why we lost to Boston and we lost to Tampa and we lost to Florida. It's all Nylander's fault. It actually, it actually makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Well, before we get into all that Nylander talk and everything, they had a game tonight. They smoked the Devils. I mean, that was kind of a, a quote-unquote get-right game after what happened in Florida. Yeah, they were due. I mean, what, what more is there really to say? Like, I didn't get to watch the game because, you know, had to work. But I did catch uh, some of the highlights, and I literally laughed out loud at the first goal. Was it the first goal? With the yeah, Tavares first one? goal, yeah. Yeah, the three-on-one with Tavares, Matthews, and Kadri. <laughs> just, think, just have to think what's going through Keith Kincaid's mind at that moment. And he has Andy Green in front of him. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, here's 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 a goal against. <laughs> like, just they're they're fucking hopeless. They're so bad. I think this is this might be nah no nah, that's wrong. This is this is probably the first time in at least a year or two that I've seen a team that this bad. And there's like multiple of them, like L.A., uh, Chicago's horrible, um, Philly. Um, and New Jersey are just some kind of bad. Yeah, I mean, you have to think of even last year, like so Jersey's Hall, three and eleven on yeah. the road. Yeah, they're yeah, good like, at home, and they win in overtime at home. That's it. Yeah, it's crazy. So I guess I guess Hall really did deserve to win the heart, eh? Yes, he <laughs> like did. he's because he's been normal, and the team like. And the thing is, is that a lot of the, a lot of the the players who had like I guess quote unquote decent years offensively, like are just kind of like not feeling it. Like Miles Wood is having a having a pretty bad le- a year. Just um, Jesper Bratt, remember him? Yep. Yep. Last season, everyone he's he's um he's not he's not playing that well. But actually, the person who actually is pro it, it was having a good um a good year is um Travis Zajac. I think he has like nineteen points, and then last year's last year he only had twenty six and sixty three games. So he's probably the only one who's actually performing well. I think aside from like Hull and he and Heisher and um Paul Mary, I think he has like seventeen goals. But yeah, that uh that team and a lot of teams in the NHL, they're just not they're just not uh, not having it this year. Yeah, Zajac was a name that used to come up a lot for Leaf rumors too. I mean, back in the day oh, when they yeah. wanted a third line center. Travis Zajac's an option, you know. Good old yeah. Canadian boy, all that stuff. So let's get into the real good stuff here because there's not much to talk about with this New Jersey game. They just pumped them, start to finish. It was it was classic Leafs that we've seen this season where they just blow teams away with their offense. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Mitch Marner's dad. <laughs> Jonas Siegel said some interesting things about him in the <laughs> Athletic. It is nice little post there about all that. And to sum it all up for you really briefly, the comments that everybody's talking about, is basically Mitch Marner's dad is just like a lot of other hockey dads in the GTHL where he thinks his son is the man and should be captain and McDavid who. And he didn't, wasn't happy with his ice time when he was a rookie. <laughs> And again, McDavid, who he he had, he mentioned that a few times. Mostly, though, the biggest takeaway was that he thinks Mitch Marner is captain material, and that had Lee fans in a frenzy. Take yeah, this I mean, you want. There's a lot to go with. 
Yeah, like to be honest, out of all the things I've got brought up in that article, the the mourner for captain thing, that one didn't really surprise me or concern me too much. It was it was the McDavid stuff that kind of shocked me because it's like it's like really, man. Like I like okay, like we're not we're not no one's gonna no one's saying that Marner's a bad player. Like that 2015 draft, that top ten looks phenomenal considering all the all the NHL talent that's come that's come out of um out of that draft. Like yeah, loaded, right? But it's like. There's a reason that teams were frantically and openly tanking that draft because they wanted to be David. Like he's a generational talent. He's a he's he's ridiculous. Like the things he does every single night, considering how bad the Edmonton is. Like we can talk for months about how how bad Edmonton is and how bad that management group is. But like he's he's literally the only reason, or at least one of the main reasons of why watching Edmonton brings you any sense of excitement. So the fact that he's kind of saying like, oh, you know, I don't really appreciate how everyone kind of uh, looks, you know, takes Marner and doesn't really pay attention to him and focuses on McDavid and Matthews. But it's like, you know, welcome to the NHL, man. Like in, in Toronto, it's going to be Matthews, Tavares, Marner. Like he's going to be number three in the, in, the, in the draft. He went fourth overall because McDavid went first because McDavid's a better player. So I think. So I think where at least my my concern and where everyone, only the rest of the Leafs fans' concern is, is that you know we went through this process with Nylander's dad, you know where he was you know an active part in the contract in contract negotiations. So you know if if Marner is getting his, I don't want to say he's getting his tires pumped, but you know he definitely has the backing of his family that you know they recognize what kind of player he is, and it looks to the point where. I guess they they may not accept the fact that he can't make as much as he probably should in air quotes, you know, um, considering the fact that you know they want to keep the team together. So if the if it gets in the way of that, then I'll be concerned. But it's definitely funny hearing him uh, disregard the McDavid stuff. But uh, you know, uh, you gotta gotta support your kids no matter what, right? <laughs> well, do you want to know the exact quote that he said? You guys both know what it yeah. is, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, can you just just just, just, just so is. I can yeah, just so I can laugh? Can you just so, uh, <laughs> here's what Paul Marner said. He said, this is, this is Jonas Siegel, and I'll give you the quote. He said, Paul still remembers one night during the OHL playoffs, March 31st, 2015, when Mitch hit the scoreboard six times in a big win over Kitchener. McDavid only had a single assist against Sarnia. But guess who Sportsnet was talking about afterward? And in yeah, the that, draft, that was the one. said Paul Marner, if Connor's not there, you would have been talking about Mitch as the first overall pick. Fair. Mm, no, well, I don't know. Actually, no, because Eichel would have won one, yeah. <clears throat> So, so that's, I that's mean, one of the biggest quotes that he had. Yeah, but you know that's that that's just reality, man. That's just the way she goes. Well, here's it's here's a, another one he had about Connor. He goes, "It's funny. I listen to all the experts on Leafs Lunch or TSN or whatever, and some people are shocked about what Mitch is or who he is." Paul Marner said, "But in his whole life, he's been either the best player in his age group or one of the top two or three, which is true." Everywhere he's been, when he played a year up, him and Connor were probably the two best players in the OMHA, playing against each other. And then Mitch went to the GTHL and was probably the best player on his team playing a year up. And then he just didn't grow. And that's all anyone could see. It drove us nuts. Okay. Um, I think I think the whole thing about people talking about Marner, how good Marner is to being surprised, I think that's false. I think maybe in the, his... Yeah, that, they're, they're that's true, but that... It's like he went fourth overall, not fucking seventh round. Yeah, literally. Like, I think <laughs> he went fourth overall for a reason. So I think it's false that he says that... Like, I don't think anyone's shocked at what he's what he's doing. I think people are just shocked that he... You know what I mean? Like, it's not... It's this it's good. Not, yeah, exactly. Like, like the, the, he's, he's disgusting. 
Like the plays, the passing plays he makes. Like look at uh, look at the least power play last year. Like JVR was getting goals left and right. Now he has four in Philly. Like <laughs> like it just is this um the the vision and the and the awareness that he has on the ice. That's what's shocking people. It's not the fact that he's doing the things. It's just the fact that he literally looks like a video game. Like you watch Marner play, and it's like you popped in NHL nineteen on the PS4. Jake. Yeah, he, he's a dream come true point. for centerman. Just like if you have your stick on the ice, there's a chance you're going to get a goal. Yeah, except if your name is Zach Hyman because you're not going to get the pass. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame him in that situation. <laughs> no finish, Zach Hyman? Yeah. <laughs> no, no finish. All, all hands, no finish. We'll, uh, we'll put a bow on the Marner stuff here. Like the, the McDavid Marner comparisons, you can tell there's a rivalry there. That was no mm-hmm. secret. One of my friends, he played in the Marlboros with Mitch Marner back in the day. and His dad was just like a lot of the parents there, you know? I'll leave it at that. Anybody who's been around ranks or just minor sports, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. But the whole stuff about him being a Leafs captain, potentially, throwing his name out there, um, I'm sure. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just never... Like I don't want to say that like, I don't like it's it's unfair to say that Marner is not captain material, but I just never, I never just I never saw him that way, you know. Like for me, when you when he talks about the when you're talking about the Leafs, I mean, there's so few like undersized wingers that end yeah up captains. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't even think Kane has a letter. No, I think he I has think an, he's a. an A. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's yeah, an a. I think it's him, I, Keith Seabrook, Taze. Yeah. Which is yeah, which is I, I can see I can see Marner getting an A, but for me, like the captain conversation has always been between personally, Tavares, Matthews, or Riley, yeah. and I think Riley's kind of fallen to the wayside a little bit, and it's just and it's just between Tavares and Matthews now. But like, and and that's that's no slight on on Marner and how and his capabilities as a player, but you know I just you know just you know let him have his A, let him you know create his magic. That's it, you know, nothing else. We love, we love you just the way you are, man. Just you know, just tell your dad to chill. Cause, uh... Okay, you mentioned that. <laughs> you mentioned Michael Nylander earlier. How concerned are you about Paul Marner potentially very. being a problem in negotiations? Very concerned? Very. very. <laughs> Especially if, uh, like, okay, so, okay, we looked at it before we started recording. So, Matthew, um, not Matthew. So, Marner is, like, eighth in, eighth in the league in scoring. He has, what, yep. 40, he has, so he has 45 points, I think. So he's on pace. He's on pace to you know to blow blow by his season totals. I think last year he led, he led the Leafs in scoring with sixty nine. So you know if he if he gets if he hits like eighty eighty five, right? Like it's it's gonna be tough. And it, it's gotten to the point where like Dubas has you have to sign Mark Matthews first, right? Like you have to set that. You have yeah, to set I have to cap. set the benchmark pretty yeah. much. So the yeah uh, that's so that's I guess that's the only the only place where I where I'm sitting because like I think it always made sense where you'd have Matt Marner making like nine or nine and a half and then he give Matthews like eleven and a half or twelve and then everything's copacetic but you know if if he continues to have the season that he's having then you know you, there's definitely more of a case for you know Marner's camp to push for more and it's not even just from his agent see that, that and that's the same thing that's that's concerning is that you have to deal with two things one his agent and also his family which and obviously you know consider given the article you know his dad is very much you know entwined with his hockey career so i think that's that's the only uh the only place where the concern comes for me is this you know 
you know, as much as Marner wants to stay with the Leafs and and become and win a cup, and and by all means, I'm not saying that Marner's going to get traded or he's going to leave, but I just think I just hope I just hope it doesn't get to the point where you know we're sitting here, you know, training camp of the 2019-2020 season, wondering where Mitch Marner is. Here's the thing, though. They asked Mitch at the beginning of the season what his goals were. I think this was his agent that was saying this. And he said mm-hmm. his only goal is to bring a cup to Toronto. Cliche answer, but you hope that that is still something that he has to realize. Not that, it's just, not that he has to take a discount, but he can't be asking for 12, 13. No. I've seen people kick those numbers out there. He's, he's going to want more than either. 10. But he's not going to get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he can. He can. Like, and he, No, he's just not. What's the max you think he'll get? I think the max he can get is 10. 10, 5, no. maybe. No, oh, I say 9.5. No, I, I say 9.25. Nine, Something nine, two, like that. Exactly I, I don't see him ever getting paid more than Kucherov. Yeah, because Kucherov makes is gonna make what? Is he? Is it gonna nine, nine, five. Three, nine, five? nine five? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then in that case, I'm a, I'm with Jake for sure. Then that's the max for wingers. I think mm-hmm. Kane is just completely different. Yeah, and that's another thing we have to take in consideration too. It's like you're like it's a winger versus a center, and it's like centers centers make make more right. So I think it's kind of I think that's another that's another thing that's. I don't want to say unfair, but I guess it's like it's weird to have the comparison between Matthews and Marner in terms of what their contracts are going to make, just because the the positional difference already already invokes some type of of, of financial strain there. So, and I actually saw some pretty good um, pretty good stats from uh, Jeff Jeffler, who who had some like CF scores or something like that for Marner with Tavares and without him, and like for people who think. He's basically just riding Marner's coattails. I think they're very fairly keying off of each other. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because like if like Marner Marner can make all these plays, but like someone still has to put the puck in the net, right? So like if yeah. you don't have the skill to do it, like look at how many goals does Hyman have, excluding the empty net outside of. I think he might yeah. have like three empty netters. Yeah. Right. So like that that just goes to show that it's not just as good as Marner is. Tavares is just as good as uh, um, as as the finisher role on that line, so it's it's a give it's a give and take there for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I think people have forgotten how good John Tavares is, though. It's it's a little crazy to say that because he's obviously one of the premier players in the league, but I think people have truly forgotten how good he really is. And Marner, yes, sets up a lot of things for him, but man, John Tavares in the playoffs over the past few years, the few times the Islanders have gotten there. He's been dominant through his whole I mean, career. He, people he, say he literally won coffee. them that series. Yeah, yeah. So I think people will see come playoff time where the whole dividends is with uh, a guy like John Tavares. Because obviously earlier this year we heard the whole he's overpaid, he's not worth it. Nice. Leafs Twitter and Leafs Reddit after a loss is absolutely unbearable. Dude, Reddit's a dangerous place. It's probably just the best cool after a loss. Just don't go there. <laughs> it's literally it's like, like, it's literally like that Leafs, scene in Lion King. It's like King. Leafs fans and Cowboys fans and Yankees fans. They just have... I guess it's different because the Yankees, they have like a history of winning. And Leafs fans don't. But it's like, how the hell did you, some of you people watch the fucking rebuilding seasons? <laughs> Like what? Yeah, I think it's different then because, like, for example, I think of the fifteen sixteen season. I I was so mad anytime they won. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, remember when? Remember when we got Colin Greening? 
And Man, I, 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 I'll be honest. I might have watched like fifteen games from that whole season. Oh no, I watched every. No, I watched every single one because like we were, we were like we were like the best. We were like the best last last place team. <laughs> like we played well, just couldn't score any goals. And then after then the Fanuf trade uh, happens, they make the call up when Nylander and Kapanen and Hyman and I uh, watched. That's Foster when I started watching up. games. Yeah. And Colin Green started scoring goals. I'm like, dude, just stop it. Stop it. You're ruining it. Just, just stop. Stop. <laughs> we want to then, finish then that Lou called. Then Lou decided, all right, we got to bring up the ringer. And then he called up Sparks. <laughs> it was game over. <laughs> it was game over. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember the last game of the year, game 82, was against the Devils. And they needed to lose to clinch the first, o- the first overall odds, or else they would have gotten passed by Edmonton if they didn't win. And... The devil started the game and scored like 20 seconds in. I was like, oh, yes. we got it. We got it. <laughs> We're lost. Such, dude, oh like as as bad as it sounds, like the 15-16 year and like at the halfway point of the 14-15 year oh. were so were so funny. Yep. Just because <laughs> Peter Horchek blessed <laughs> Bless that man. But when they got his first win, this guy threw his hands up in the air like he just won Lotto <laughs> 640. <laughs> I still remember the picture. Oh man, that was awesome. Then uh he does the press conference, he's wearing the uh the, the army camo <laughs> Oh man, that was hilarious. Where is Peter Warchek yeah. right now? Is he with uh, Anaheim? Oh, uh, that's a good question. No, I fucking I'm right there. I think uh, somebody uh, told me that the other day. Um, I think he's in the AHL. I could no, be wrong. He's really? a pro scout with the New Jersey Devils. Oh, oh I, my god! Previously, so he was funny. an assistant of the Predators. Do wow. the fly, Do the Flyers have a coach? Yeah, they. It was their AHL so, coach. Yeah. I, the, his name I could not say. Oh, they're messing up, man. You want to talk? You want to? You want to get in those? Uh, <laughs> Those lose for Hughes uh, odds, like it's like fully settle it. Bring up Horacek and you're f- solid. JVR looks over like, oh hey man, <laughs> hey we meet oh, again. Oh, he's like, oh they brought in the ringer. I see. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Philly's in in like the top five for the lottery right now. Oh yeah, lock it down. Offer sheets. Kyle Dubis is not scared of the offer sheets. Obviously, this is a massive year with all the RFA's coming up. Dubis just, I guess, how did that even come about? Where, how did that come up today with him saying he's not scared of offer sheets? Because people keep asking him for some stupid reason. And I don't understand. Okay, every every year, like, there's certain points where, like, all these, like, all these blog articles come out. Like, oh, blank should offer sheet blank. Blank should offer, offer sheet blank. And this year, like, obviously this year is different because there's, like, a, a whole bunch of, like, high-skilled RFAs coming up. So, so it, it makes sense why that would be the narrative. And the Leafs have two big ones in, in Matthews and Marner. But no one signed an offer sheet since 2007. Wasn't that so no, that's, that's wrong. No, that's wait, wrong. Was, I swear it was 2007. Like, there Ryan been, O'Reilly signed one. But didn't they? Did, wait, did, but didn't, uh, wasn't it matched? Yeah, but he still signed it. Yeah, but it was matched. Oh, I mean, you're talking about an unmatched one. Yeah, I'm talking about like oh, a legitimate, like, yeah, like I'm yeah, talking unmatched about, was D- Dustin Penner. That was yeah, yeah, one. exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about, right? So, and it's like, and and the thing, the thing that I don't understand, and and like everyone keeps saying like, oh, oh, the Leafs should be worried that someone's going to offer sheet Austin Matthews. Okay, like here's step step one. 
a player has to agree to sign it. So Arizona can throw their 15 million, whatever. Sure. Like Matthews is actually going to sign it. The man wants to win a cup. We're the least are cl- the closest they've ever been to, to lifting the thing. There's no way he's going to leave just so you can play for a play for his hometown and get smoked every day is smoked every, um, every night because anti Ranta can't stop a puck. I mean, I think the thing you're, you're avoiding is they could, they, there's no way this team is throwing a hundred million dollars on the table when they're paying Pavel Datsuk and half the player, what's it called? The league's, what's the thing Chris Prong used to work for? Player safety. Player, player safety. They're probably still paying half the team. Honestly. Like, still on their cap, for God's sake. Yeah, and, it, and it's besides the Leafs. Like, like, even though, yeah, sure, there's all these players, but those players, like, those teams have to focus on signing their own RFAs. Miko Rantanen's out there. Yeah, Miko Rantanen, Braden Point, Kachuk. Braden Point's a big one. Lineup. Timo Meyer in San Jose, who's come out of nowhere. He has, like, 33 points in 31 games. Yeah, like, there's, there's, there's RFAs left and right. So, like, the teams are focusing on signing their own players, and the other teams who are apparently going to offer seat them, they can't afford it. So get out of here. Like, like just like just stop, stop with the offer sheet conversation. It's not going to happen. And it, it's annoying. It's so annoying that like that every 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 little chance someone has to op- someone has to ask. Oh, should the least be worried about offer sheets? No, they shouldn't. Because even if they someone tries to, they're going to match it. I've brought this up in the past, and it's something that Elliot Freeman's brought up as well numerous times. Was he's actually the one that said PK Subban was offer sheeted numerous times while he was with Montreal. Okay, he didn't, he didn't accept or sign any of them. So you can exactly. offer sheet a player, but they have to accept it. So Go unless ahead. something yeah. goes sour with Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner or any of our soon-to-be RFAs, I don't see why they would even accept an offer sheet. You think also, they're really worried the thing, about money the thing, that, the thing that they brought up in, on Overdrive that was interesting is, like, would you really want to be known as some guy that was just willing to upset, like, a potential dynasty? Like, why would you, why would you want that blood on your hands? Like, you mm-hmm. did this to upset it just because you thought you were being underpaid, which you probably won't be anyway. Yeah. And even still, yeah, okay, you wanna you wanna offer you something, something goes sour with Marner and he signs, okay, sure. Thanks for the fourth for first round picks. Yeah, from probably a dog shit team. Exactly. So thank you. Have a nice day. I'd be shocked, man. I'd be shocked. No, there's no way. There's sheet. absolutely no way. There is. There is not going to be one single offer sheet. I'll, I'll, I'll bet money right now. Me there's too. not going to be one single <laughs> offer sheet. No, I would be more be. shocked if somebody signed an offer sheet than I was when Tavares got signed to the Leafs. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Well, I did see that coming. So it was a possibility, right? No, I thought. Uh, to be honest with you, I thought he was. I thought he was staying in with the Islanders. No, I, <laughs> I knew he was leaving the second it got past. Uh, the, the drop-dead date, whichever was, where you couldn't re-sign him. When it got to the negotiating period, I'm like, he's gone. He's gone. Mm. Oh, happy day that was. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Beautiful words from Elliot Friedman. Tavares to the Leafs, seven years. Yeah. I was watching TSN for that one. No way. I was on, I was on Sportsnet all the way. <laughs> the fridge broke it. It was amazing. Wait, oh and then right, and then right after, oh, how are the Leafs gonna afford it? Like, gosh, yeah, right man. away. The Leafs, like, like, oh my gosh, like we can't. Can we not just be happy? Can we not just be happy? And like, and honestly, I was gonna, I was gonna use um the whole good player thing as a segue to this. Like, William Neeline is on the team. Can we not just be happy? 
Can no. can we not nope. just enjoy it? No. Nope. No. Greedy bastard. No. no. We have to. We have to complain and say he's not. Oh, <laughs> what, what what was the tweet, Jake? You want <laughs> like, me to pull it up? Yeah. Can you pull up? The, yeah. This is the funniest thing I've heard <laughs> in the longest time. Okay. But basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Read this tweet. <laughs> I have it. It was uh, it was a tweet from uh, Faisal at uh, Sportsnet, and he said, "Am I in the minority that thinks Nylander's been pretty good since he's rejoined?" I know his numbers aren't there yet, but he hasn't been as bad as some suggest, right? Question mark. Then this guy, Mike from Cormac, said he ain't no Mario Lemieux, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mario sat out half a season to fight cancer, came back and reported, recorded three points and was the best player on the ice. We have to stop making excuses for a $7, 8000000 million man. Which had my favorite reply. I, for one, was definitely expecting him to be good as Mario. This is bullshit. <laughs> oh like honestly, like any single any single player who who like has like an extended amount of time out of the lineup, and if they don't come back and score like a hat trick, bust trade them. Sucks. They cancer. suck. Cancer. Done. Can- cancer. Yes, cancer. Cancer. Repulsive. It drives Ruin- me nuts. Ruiner of hopes and dreams. How William is- Nylander. How is he making more than Pasternak? Listen, dummies, if you go off percentage of cap hit, he's making the <laughs> exact same. Because nah, these people are ridiculous, man. They have no and clue and how they act works. like Pasternak, when Pasternak signed that, he was getting like 50 goals. And they act like he was getting 50 cents, too. Like he's on some super discount. He's not. If you go the exact same percentage of cap back then, it's 8%. Exactly what William Nylander is getting of this current cap. 8%. Get over it. Yeah. Like, just chill. Like, like, and people say, like, oh, he was skating in Sweden. Like, he should be ready. Like, no. Like, there's a reason. There's a, like, as as much as players complain about training camp, there's a reason it happens. Like, just like, Nylander was, speed. yeah, like Nylander was driving. He was, dri- he was, he's jumping onto a moving car. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's gonna, it's still gonna take him time. And like he, and he looked good. Like, oh, what was that? Um, that Carolina game had two points there. Look, looked pretty good there. And he's playing well, you know. He just needs to. Yeah. He just needs to get some balances. That's it. Just were, like, were those <laughs> primary assists or were those secondary assists? <laughs> <laughs> I love that argument too. No, no, that's true because uh, the homeboy Connor Brown, he lit up New Jersey. Three points. Three secondary assists. Doesn't matter. Let's go. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nine points on the season for sure. He's fighting for his life here. What do you do with Connor Brown? Trade him. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, Whoa. And you and and you know and you know like mark I don't know, the time. Past, mark the time. Yeah, like you know the the past times you used to record, and uh, anytime uh, Jake would bring up uh, trading Connor Brown, I would whimper and stuff. But now uh, I've I the writing's on the wall. I uh, I I've accepted the fate. I know that you know come July or whenever it is, I know Connor Brown will not be on this team, and I'm I'm okay with that. I'm fine. He just can't have a fourth liner that makes he makes what two point two or something like that. Point two five, yeah. Yeah, he just can't do that. He's like a clear fourth line player. There's just so many more guys. Like he, he just doesn't do anything like above average. Yeah, I think it's um. See, the like as much as it as much as it can as it can be about him. I think it's also um. I think some some people have brought it up. It's also based on how he's used too. So like for example, like you know, when the team is healthy, he's on the fourth line. So you know, unless you know, uh, Lindholm and Ennis are are are, are generating, you know, they, you know, they're not really gonna gonna do much. And then even when he played higher in the lineup, like when he was in Hyman's spot, 
know, he's basically doing Hyman's role, and Hyman's role isn't isn't to look for offense. It's uh, you know, to get you know uh, clear space, get the pucks first, you know, um, you know, get it, get the puck over to Marner, Marner and Tavares, and uh, let them work, and then maybe you'll maybe you'll be blessed with the secondary assist or something. So he's not really, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. So he's not really placed in a that. position where um where he can actually generate generate um generate for himself. And I think if he's on a different team where his role's a little bit different. I think he can generate more, but then, but then that's the thing is that, that you know he, he he's never going to be put into that position on this team. So because of that, I think it just only makes sense to cut ties in the summer, you know, especially you know with the with the unbelievable cap crunch coming. God, sometimes I hate this city. <laughs> the city doesn't know how to win. That's the thing. honestly it's been so long. Listen, I, honestly, like, I kind of think that about Andreas Janssen too a bit sometimes. Where I don't know if he'll get the opportunity in Toronto, but I feel like he's a good player. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yes, he he's starting to heat up too, which is nice. We'll close on this. Two weekends ago on Saturday headlines, Nick Kiprios obviously shook all the Toronto fan base when he said, "Soothsayer, ex Alex Petrangelo is a potential candidate to be traded." Blah blah blah. blah. Insert here. Uh, when, when was the, before I even go into the more details? When was the last time Kiprios was spot on about a guy that was available? Um, it's been a while. No. No, because Kiprios does that thing where he waits for news to break and then he tweets it out like he just broke the news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying like, he's not connected. Like Neilander did that. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since Kippers fired away and been accurate, to be honest. Yeah. Anyways, he mentioned that Petrangelo was a potential candidate to be traded, along with pretty much everyone else on St. Louis, Tarasenko, maybe Pareko. I don't know if I'm really buying that one too much, but mm-hmm. obviously he mentioned a package of Zaitsev plus a prospect, plus a guy like a Kapanen or Janssen, and a draft pick. Yeah, Would you guys do that for Petrangelo? That's that's thirsty. Kapanen and Janssen? No, Kapanen yeah, or Janssen, one or the other. Oh, oh then no, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, would do I mean, I'm pretty sure we know who he'd pick if it was between those two. But, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I personally think people are beginning to overrate Colton Pareko. They're acting like he's Drew Doughty, like he's a really good player, can skate well, but like Jesus Christ, he's not like a top fifteen defenseman in the league by the way some people are acting about him. But Ooh, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah, I would take Petrangelo over Pareko any day. I know that's yeah. a bit yeah. of a hot take to some people, but Petrangelo. No, no, really yeah, it makes good. sense for sure. I think the only thing that's concerning for me is that you know, well, one, I think he's. On the IR, he had surgery yeah, or something. Yeah, surgery, and he's a yeah, so. free agent in two years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's another thing. So that's another head headache for the Leafs coming up, and also the fact that you know, say he comes back before the deadline, plays well, and it's going to be a bidding war, and that's that's something that I don't, I'm not really comfortable with us being in, and considering the fact that he is, you know, you know, he is their best defenseman. You know, I could see them saying like, okay, you know, we're giving up our best defenseman. You know, we're gonna, we're probably gonna start rebuilding our blue line. You know, you know, send us Timothy, which I hope. Which is my thing, though, man. Is like in three years' time, you have Riley, Kadri, all those sweetheart deals are coming off the books. You're not gonna be able to keep everyone inevitably. I mean, we've seen this with Chicago, Pittsburgh. In the hard cap era, it's just it's impossible. So I'd rather just go balls out and try and win a cup for the next two to three years, and then Mm -hmm. kind of figure out the rest. I know we've seen the destruction it's caused with Chicago, but I mean, but (laughs) Chicago, yeah, Chicago has their cups though. Yeah, three of them. It's all worth it. All right. But, yeah, I mean, I'd go all out to try and get a guy like Pareko because I just – I 
I like the fact that he's locked in for what three more years or something like that. Yeah, and his contract—it's a good contract too. Basically yeah, it's like five and a half. He's having kind of a down year too, which might kind of help in terms of trying to trade for him. Mm-hmm. But he's he, having a down year though. That's yeah, I yeah I I don't hold it against him, but yeah, it's just something to bring up in negotiation. So not as uh not as good as you think. <laughs> then when you, then when then when you get him, you're just like, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fridge mentioned in Thirty One Thoughts how at the beginning when Nylander, they weren't sure if he's going to sign or not. That talk with St. Louis was basically Nylander for Petrangelo. Is that something you think Fair will enough. haunt? That's that's what I interpreted as when I read it. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that, eh? No, you got to bless you with something else. That's fair. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, when I read that, I was kind of wondering. I was like, hmm, I wonder how long they actually thought about that. I mean, it probably, it probably you know, uh, you know passed their, past the, past their heads a little bit, but, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, the old hockey cliche for uh, general managers. You got to do your due diligence. Oh, my God, I can never say that right. Doing your due diligence. There we go. Right, so <laughs> everyone has their things, okay? For me, it's the due to... Oh, screw it. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it it, may, it makes sense that um that uh that you know Dubis or the lease manager would would ponder that that type of scenario, considering the fact of you know another thing that that the Leafs uh that the Leafs have an issue. Hey, did you guys know the Leafs have defensive issues? <laughs> did you also know that the Leafs are weak? Not physical. No, not, not physical. Not tough enough. enough for playoff hockey. Not tough enough. Not tough enough. Not enough sandpaper. Not this, enough. This is all the old time hockey group. Nah, this old is time hockey. Makes no you want to talk? You know who I think is the saltiest man in the, in, in in the NHL? Like in general, like not even like not like beyond Brian the Burke. Yeah, Brian Burke. Brian Burke. Brian Burke hates the fact that the Leafs are good right now. No, he I, hates I, everything. He hates like everything. this guy. He like oh, I've done I've done the numbers a hundred times. There is no way they can get out of here. Get out of here! Just stop it. You tried to you tried to do something good in Toronto. You traded we traded two pick top picks and yeah, thanks, Jackass. We could have had Sagan and Dougie Hamilton, so we wouldn't have to trade for a D. You know what? So thank thank you, thank you, whatever you had your time. But it's like just 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 stop it. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Okay, we get it. We get it. All right. You you know you're you're in here. You're in the hot seat. You know you said your things. You made your trades. You know, you bless us the JVR for Luke Shen, which is a fleece and a half. You know, so th- thank you for that. But you know, just, just, just stop it, man. Just, just let, let, let us, let us be happy. Let us play the hockey, as uh, Biskalov says. I, I hope he comes. No, back. no, no. That's uh, that's what's the guy, the, 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 the singer, right? No, Briskolov said that. Just like, let me be. Let me play the hockey. He said that once. Oh no, I thought that was the black guy in SNL. Like, let's do the hockey. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about Briskolov. When uh, I think he was he was having a couple of a uh, couple poor stints in uh, in Philly. He's <laughs> like, just, let, just why do you have to be? <laughs> just let me be, guys. Just, just let me play the hockey. <laughs> it's game. <laughs> yeah, just, just let us be, man. Just like just just let, let us play. Let us have our have our talent. Like like this is the the most skilled. Leafs core we've ever had, like ever, and I'll challenge anyone on that. I'm sorry, no, I'll challenge anyone else. else. Like just so, just like just, we're not talking about when the league had six teams either. All right, so for oh the whole God. group out there throwing the sandpaper and everything else, I get it. Honestly. The Leafs when there were six teams were really good. I get it. Don't worry. Some 
Sometimes it annoys me when people talk about like the NHL back then. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, the oh, oh so and so team was really good. They made the playoffs every year. I'm like, yeah, when 16 out of 20 teams made the playoffs. Your generation so, doesn't even know good hockey. So difficult. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> hockey is, is the the best it's ever been. Like like stop it. Yeah. Stop it. The fact that and again tying it back, the fact that there's so many good young player like like look look at how many rfas right now that are the best players on their team like that's 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 insane there's so there's like seven yeah and i'm not gonna count ranting him but he could be i mean i'll say it i'll say it for highest paid player on their team because there's easily eight of them yeah that mckinnon that mckinnon deal Good, good choice. Getting it then done. Then what? Six point three. Yeah, he is an absolute, absolute animal. Second That's best player in the league, arguably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, is that uh, a yup from Jake over there? Jake, no, no. You were so defined about it before, and now. He's so he's so good. I he's mean, so good. Jake, Jake has come a long way. You know, he's changing his mind on those Man, things. You just he, he brought I up. Think, he brought up the I think he's. Stats. I think he's like. In terms of stick handlers, I'd say he's probably top three stick handler in the league. It's like him, Kane, McDavid, guys that just have like insanely like loose wrists, like Matthews is one of them. Guys that look like their wrists aren't even attached to like uh, aren't even like attached to their hands. That's how loose their wrists are. And like he, can, man, that guy can fucking stick handle. Dude, his east-west though. When he moves east-west, it's just—it's insane. And, the speed and also he moves his, at. Also, yeah, also his ability to just like accelerate is insane. Like mm-hmm. I, I always watch this for whatever. There's empty net goals. He obviously is going against a guy that's like dead tired, but he just absolutely blows past them. Yeah, him and Mikko Rantanen—they're both going to get paid, like paid. If Randon gets 10, I don't even know. You think Randon gets, what, 10, 11? I think he gets 9, 5. 9, 5? Okay, I'd be cool with that. Randon gets 9, 5? McDavid yeah. or um, McKinnon gets a blank check. Well, McKinnon's yeah, he'll like, get 11. He'll get well, 11. McKinnon's already signed, is he not? Yeah, but he's got, like, what, two or three years left? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm okay, saying, then, when I that guess, time comes, no. he's going to get a blank check. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you guys were talking about Randon. I was like, whoa. No, no. Actually, one, two... No, McKinnon has another four years left on his deal. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, good job, Sackick. Ooh, and Colorado's <laughs> got Connor Timmons and McCarr coming and a few other guys. McCarr oh. has been absolutely in fuego. Yeah, he's electric man to watch. Mm-hmm. Them, uh, they're at Zoomass, where they call them. They're number one in the country. He's the captain. He's a sophomore, which is absolutely incredible. He'll be he'll you'll be able to watch him. He'll probably be around in the NCAA tournament. Is he eligible to play for Canada or I think he's too old now? I don't know actually. I think he is too old. Maybe. He's gotta be what, twenty, twenty one? He's twenty. That's yeah, right. He's lighting up UMass. I think he's over a point a game. He's 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 gonna be a good player. Not a big that, deal. That was probably the only tra- that was probably the most interesting trade I saw. Um, on it, it was Tyson Jost and Kale McCarr, and I would have been like, "Yes." Yep. And then they're going to get Jack Hughes. Hopefully not. Imagine they do, though. 
I hope they do. I would make you depressed. I hope they do. And then literally five minutes later, the Ottawa Senators announced that Pierre Dorian has been relieved of his You have to fire him. You, you have to fire him right after. That'd be the greatest. <laughs> that'd be the greatest thing ever. No, anything but anything but Colorado. They can get a second, third, or fourth overall pick. Just not first. Because they already have like stars everywhere. Like, what the fuck does LA have? What do, what does Chicago have right now? What does New Jersey have? I mean, LA oh. has Ilya Kovalchuk. Um, <laughs> it's like four minutes a night. Chicago has three cups. Yeah, and Kane and Taze. And Kane and Taze. Uh, what was the other? What was the third one? The Devils. Um, and the Devils <laughs> have oh. op- op- have optimistic <laughs> optimism. Ray Shiro. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Shiro, yeah, he built the Penguins. I love, I love, I love bringing these things up when the people are just like trying to be way too optimistic about things. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, just uh, sometimes you just have to have a bad season, and sometimes you have to have a roller coaster era. And uh, New Jersey's in their trough, and Chicago, they're in their trend downwards, and. L.A., you know, L.A. LA pulled the Vancouver card. They they refused to accept what they were, and now it's going to bite them. So Doesn't Montreal do that every year? <laughs> I mean, flag will last forever, but... Even if, it, even if this is a fluke year and they just get lucky in a thing, this is a good year to have a fluke year. This draft is loaded. I, I've been looking at this, like, top ten... There are there are ten studs. <laughs> yeah, that um that Finnish kid who's who's uh, meant to Cop, go second. Capo Kako. He is a monster. He's six four, two fifteen. Oh my god! Yeah, like I was catching a couple a couple of his games because uh, he was playing the U twenty games with uh, uh Kakaniemi over the summer. He is just oh my gosh, he's crazy. Is like, that? Whoever, uh, is that kid uh, Vasily uh, Vasily yeah, Pod Colson? Is he making the Russia team? But they don't really take younger guys. Uh, well, I don't know. I think uh, I think Romanov, um, the Habs' uh, second round pick from last year, he's uh, playing in the KHL right now with the uh, CSK and Moscow. Moscow, I think he, he made the team, but he might be injured now. Ru- Russia always has veteran teams for that. They usually have nineteen and twenty year olds. That's yeah. why they're always so good. Yeah. But I, I'm really looking forward to World Juniors. I want to see Jack Hughes play. Like, I, I hear he's absolutely incredible, but I just want to see if he can dominate the tournament like some of the draft eligibles have in the past. Yeah. Him and um that French kid who's meant to go first overall in 2020. Lafreniere? Oh. Yeah, him. He'll be fun, too. Yeah, Habs need the to US, The U.S. has tank. a loaded team, too. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I think this could be the best year ever for the U.S. Uh, US program. And the U.S. Yeah, program's coming they got, up. They have, good, yeah, they have good goaltending, too. Like, they like, said this is, uh, like I think they had um, Pierre McGuire on. Really? And, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, at least lunch, and he said this is the best U.S. Uh, program they've had since Matthews. And... Those that's, the players out of that uh, out of that year were incredible, like him and Tuchuk and a Brock Besser and a bunch of other guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
Well, the next time we like, come uh, back, we'll definitely discuss more of the World Juniors. Because there's going to be tons to talk about between now and post-Christmas. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. And we have to run the draft lottery simulator. It's pretty yeah, good. Like for sure. That's so fun. Never too early for that. Oh, no. no it's never, never too early. At all. all right, guys. We'll be back next week on, I guess, what? Post-Christmas is Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Tuesday, mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday? Yeah, okay. So we'll be back shortly after that, one week after. So until then, guys. Enjoy the Leaf games and try not to cry too much about Nylander and toughness and just just stay off Reddit with your negativity, please, and Twitter, all, all that. Thanks. All right, we'll see you guys next week.